What's up, guys? Uh, good to be here. Just uh, thankful for this week and looking forward to the preparation. It'll be a short turnaround, game being on Friday. Um, our guys are excited. Uh, watched all the film on Louisiana Tech and their well-coached team. Skip Holtz is a great coach. He's been there for a number of years, so they have their identity, their culture. Everything's in place. Um, looking for the matchup against a really experienced team. They have a lot of returners, had a lot of success last year, won 10 games and beat Miami. That's tearing people apart right now to beat them in the bowl game. So uh, we, we know we're getting a quality opponent coming into to our house and uh, we, we know we have to get some things done and, and looking forward to our preparation today. But, uh, you know, we, we see some some of the things that they highlight, their speed and athleticism, and they, they have some big guys up front. So it's going to be another test of our toughness and our and the physical part of the game. So looking forward to the matchup and, uh, you know, I'm just uh, excited to be playing football. So I'll take any questions you guys have for us or for me. All right, let's go Jared, Lloyd, and then John Kuhn. Kalani, we're officially about a month into the season now. You've only played the two games, but you've been through a lot of adversity. What have you learned about your team through this first month? Learn have a good group of, of young men. I mean, I've always loved these guys, and being head coach here has been awesome for me to be a part of, the, of this program. Um, but just to see our guys uh, lead the way and the, the number of veterans on our on our team has been uh, really helpful throughout the process. Throughout since March, you know, these guys have been uh, well led by the players, and and I'm thankful that I have great coaches helping uh, mentor them along the way too. So it's been. It's been a, 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 a lot of growth during, during this time at facing adversity, but uh, it's, it's made us a lot closer as a group. Kalani, uh, just looking at the defensive performance, the first two games, over the course of two games, you've held your opponents to a combined total of 10 points and 330 yards. What, what factor has just the experience on that side of the ball had in, in having that kind of success defensively? Well, I think you said it. The, the, the experience from our players is really important, but uh, the experience in our coaching staff as well. You know, we have, uh, you know, with, with Elisa and Ed and Preston and General done a great job working together. Them along with our, our analysts and our, and our graduate assistants uh, done a great job um, preparing our players, but that in con in combination with our with our players that we have so many different guys that have played a lot of different. I mean, I, I say we're a veteran group, but you still look at a good bulk of our our, our linebackers are still sophomores, you know, and so uh, but they played a lot of games, and so just the, the experience and the maturity and the leadership that we're seeing from that I'm seeing as a head coach from the coaches and the and the players, it's it's uh, something special. So. Hopefully we can keep working on it and, and keep getting better. There's still a lot of things that we got to improve on and some things that we can do differently defensively that I think will make us even better. Um, you know, still upset about the seven points and the three points that we gave up. So I think that's the way you're supposed to approach it. You know, how, how do we get those plays up and where, where are we giving up some plays and where can we, uh, you know, maximize the strengths that we have and, and, and uh, build upon it and get better. All right, let's go Jake Edmonds and then Darnell. Hey, Coach. I don't, I don't know how well you know uh, Skip Holtz, maybe on a personal level, but can you just talk about being able to coach against a guy who has so much experience at the college level and 
kind of the name to go along with that as well. Oh yeah. I, I've had, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of our coaches events and I've been around him uh, quite a bit and I've been really impressed with his, with his leadership style and his way to connect with his, with, with just regular people, you know, and, and then watching him, I mean, makes a lot of sense, you know, being the son of a legend. Right. And so I think, uh, more importantly, though, you see the things that he's done as a coach, especially at La Tech and, and the identity that they have. And then, then um, being able to get the most out of his players, that's where you can really tell what a coach has been able to accomplish and, and the things that he does with his team and the toughness, the the, the basically the, the, their big playmaking ability. I mean, they scored a bunch of points uh, this last game and then. They, they're a resilient group. They were down early against um, Southern Miss, and they came back and won that game. And so they, that that's indicative of, of uh, the great leader and starts from the top as a head coach, and I think he does a great job at it. And he, he's put together a fine staff. And so, I mean, that's a lot of a lot of admiration for the coaches out there that they coach their teams. But uh, someone that's been able to do it for a while, I think he's in his eighth year now there. And that's, uh, that's really impressive, the things that he's been able to do as a head coach there. Kalani, do you or your coaching staff have to talk to your players about providing their own energy and their own hype since there are no fans in the stands? And if, and if you do, what ways have they been able to do that other than the dancing, I guess, which is getting a lot of play? <laughs> hey, we're going we're gonna to turn up the notch on dancing even more now just because everyone's giving it so much, so much attention. No, I, I think uh, – so our guys enjoy the moment, man. Have fun with the game, and and that's for the coaches too. You know, this is we we all got into this 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 business because of the game and we and the sport. We love it and the competition, and uh, and so we're just trying to keep our guys loose. And I don't think there's anything specific that we talk about. I, I know that um, I focused on trying to help the players. You know, teach them some dance moves. We went with the cabbage patch this last week, and. I just thought that it would be fun to teach them some old school moves that we did back when I was younger, you know, and, um, but just wanted to, I, I, I mentioned the players that it's only, it's only for the sideline, not on the field. And I noticed Isaac Rex did a little bit of it. And so I'm going to have to talk to him about listening, but I, I mean, we have a, a good group of young men and the energy that we have, they, they do that all the time. It, it's, it's been like that often, you know, on the sidelines, it's just easier to notice it now because there's no fans. I mean, that's you, you know, when you look at a regular game and you're, they usually go to fans or the reaction the fans are giving you, whether it's good or bad. And now there's nothing out there. The only place they can go is to our, you know, our, our sidelines or the other team sidelines. And, but that, that if you watch college football, the sidelines have been, going crazy for years. It's not just just this year we're getting a lot of attention because there's nothing else to look at, you know, and that's in the NFL level too. So um, the guys love the game of football and it's exciting to compete. And then, and our players are very thankful for the opportunity that they have to play uh, in this game. And, and and I just wanted to make sure that they take every advantage of it, even the, the sideline demeanor. All right, let's go Jake Hatch and then Mitch Harper. Kalani, you guys have had success moving guys to different positions throughout your tenure at BYU. I wanted to ask you in specific about a guy like Caden Haas. He played offensive line down there in Arkansas, comes to BYU as an offensive line, but now he's a backup nose tackle. What made you think he, he could succeed at that position making that switch? Because he's tough and he loves football and he's strong, you know, and that's uh, 
I can coach tough guys. That, that's an easy thing for me to do. And so uh, when we know we have depth in a lot of different places, um, you know, we thought Caden Hawes could really help us out, especially with us missing some guys at the D-line and also having some guys that, that were kind of nursing some injuries in the offseason. It seemed like a, a good transition for us to go with. And then uh, I just love the fact that he's a tough kid. He, he played really well in this last game, you know, and he's starting to come into his own for, for a guy that hasn't had a lot of experience playing D-line. It's because he's tough and strong. If you, if you could see this kid work out in the weight room, then you'd, you'd understand why Coach Tuyaki was chomping at the bit to get him on, on D-line. And so he fits the, the, the personnel there, and, and I, think, uh, I think he's got a, a big future there for us. Kalani, one of the uh, buzzwords coming into the season was, was maybe uh, identity. Uh, after you know, two weeks of, of some really impressive play from your squad, uh, do you feel that identity in all three phases has been established now in your program? I think that's something that you still – keep working on, you know, and, and it's like, um, it's like, like the, the, the concept of nicknames, you, you never make up your own. Right. And so the same thing with identity, I think you let your opponents dictate what the identity was, um, when they face us. And so, uh, we'll, we'll worry about just trying to do the, some of the fundamental things that we try to do as a program and the accountability, and focus on, on some of the things that we feel are strengths, and then we'll let others decide how they felt when they played us, if, if, if the identity was was present or not. And so we'll just keep working on, on everything. Right now we're focused on trying to get this Louisiana Tech game going and, and um, you know, prepping for them. They're a really good team. And so um, just, yeah, we'll, we'll let others, let you guys and everybody else just decide whether or not the identity has been been placed. All right, let's go Jay and then Shep. Hey, Kalani, I'm just curious if you could describe how difficult these weeks are in doing game prep, not knowing if you'll have a full set of players in this pandemic era. Just what's that like for a coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different. I mean, it's way different, actually. You just have to kind of factor in who, who could possibly – now you're, you're doing a depth chart and you're trying to get practice ready and then you're still having to decide that anxiety of the stress of, of a, a test result. And, and, you know, then you're dealing with contact tracing. You're trying to space guys out so that that, that doesn't become an issue, trying to keep it a low-risk environment so that it only affects that person that tests positive. And then you have to decide whether or not um, you can get other guys you know, working in different places. So we have to cross-train a lot more uh, now than we ever have before, meaning guys playing different positions. We feel like we have a good group. I'll give an example, a good group of backers that can play more than one position, but it doesn't allow you just to let them settle in that one spot because you have to deal with uh, with COVID testing. And then when you get close to it, you, you, you get to game time and you kind of settle into it. But, you know, that, that, that does add a few change-ups that you don't plan on and a little bit different than what most coaches would do. We usually do that in spring, you know, where we cross-train quite a bit, but now it's just part of uh, everyday uh, football, uh, you know, in college football in, in, in the year 2020. Then I just wanted to ask about the running back situation, and it just seems like you guys have been cursed with running back injuries. Is that just a fluke thing, or can you put a finger on why – for some reason, you've had some to go through so many. 
Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, game of football is, is, is hard to predict, you know, and, and the guys train really hard in the off season. We go through training in, in fall camp and practices. And so um, you have these injuries that happen and, and some of them are pre-existing injuries. For example, Chaz IU, he had, you know, we had the injury didn't happen this year. That's going to force him out for the season. It just, he had something that banged him up. We knew he was going to have to have surgery at the end of the year because he's a tough kid and can, and I mean, to pay, to play with the type of pain that he has to overcome, that that's difficult, you know? And, and when we had, he had a little, uh, a little minor setback and it just seemed like the best decision for, for him and his family to make and for his future was to, to get ready for 2021 rather than prolong this this uh, season and, and, and just kind of play through the pain, which he's willing to do for his team and, and for the fans. But um, when it all came down to it, I think we had to discuss what's the best thing for the longevity of his career and, and also looking into 2021. So he'll be back a lot faster and have more time in the offseason to prep for for that next season. Um, so when you factor all those injuries that goes on, you know, the running back room, I mean, they carry the ball quite a bit and they have to, they have to deal with so many different things. That's unique. They have to block D linemen and linebackers, and then they have to run routes on DBs and be in space and hand, hand the ball, hand the ball off to them. They do things that are different than everybody else, you know? And so I think they're, they're probably targeted a little bit more and probably go through a lot more, uh, of a bulk of a load and that then uh, other positions probably wouldn't have to. So, uh, but you know, we're lucky we have great coaches and, and that can, can, can adjust. And then we have some depth as well. So I think you guys saw Miles Davis get some reps. We still feel really good about Chase Wester there. And, and uh, even Kavika Fanua can go over and play. Lonnie, uh, Zach's beginning to the season has been pretty remarkable. How much do you attribute his overall health and the fact that he is healthy to the way he's played over the first two games? Yeah, that has a huge part of it. I think also his work ethic and, and you know, he's feeling more comfortable with playing football uh, and being a, a starter. You know, that that's something that the experience he's had, I think, is paying off for him. But um, the kid's always going to work hard. And, and when he's healthy – he can do a lot more in his off season and, and his preparation, but his his mind has been working since he first got. I mean, he's he's been set to play football since he was young, you know, when he was at Corner Canyon, but and even maybe even before that. But I think um, his mind, and his preparation has always been there, and his body is the the thing that needs to keep up. And once it's all clicking, I think I think he can be he can do some special things for us. Okay, we're going to go Matt and then Jared and then Mitch and then we'll be done. Kalani on the receiving end, a lot of those passes from, from Zach Wilson are guys whose roles have been elevated, uh, stepping in for guys who have graduated or injured. How would you evaluate the wide receivers, tight ends through the first two games? Really good. But, I mean, that's that's just a matter of them getting the opportunities. You know, we, we knew we had something special in this group. And they're young, and, and I mean, even the depth there's got some young guys that we think are very capable. And um, yeah, I think Gunner's doing exactly what we thought he would do, you know. And same thing with Dax and Neil, and and then you got a good group of young guys behind them. And I thought Isaac has done some good things. Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat, Lane Lunt. 
um, Mason Wake. Those guys have done a great job filling in for for Matt Bushman, and so um, and they're all still young. I mean, they're they're still cutting their teeth right now in the game of football, you know. But uh, from the physical part of it and from the mental part of it, I've been really pleased with their with their uh, you know stepping up to the to, to the call when when their numbers uh, you know being caught on and stepping up to the plate when whenever. Uh, we ask him to do anything, and then it's a versatile group. You know, you see, Mason is considered a tight end, but he can, you know, he's a fullback. Man, I love fullbacks. You know how I feel about that. So the fact that he got to have two touchdowns, man, that's like a fullback stream. So just love seeing him make plays out there. And uh, I think Steve Clark's done a great job coaching the the tight ends up, and just like Harvey's done a great job prepping the the running backs. And so. Uh, really looking forward to those guys stepping up, and Fessy's done a great job with the with the receivers. Just got to keep it going, right? Uh, we've had two games where we've done some good things, and trying to get the third. So we'll focus on this now and pat them on the back enough. We got to get working. Kalani, you guys rely heavily on sports medicine in a normal year to help work through injuries and things like that. This year's been a unique challenge for them as well. Can you talk about the people over there, the reliance, the relationships that you guys have with them as you've gone through the COVID challenges and everything this season? Yeah, we've had great relationship with them and the administration. And I think the, the key is they, they do as much as they can to educate us and keep us, I mean, updated on what's happening with COVID and um, among other things, you know, with, with injuries and things like that. but. Uh, I think uh, for the most part, I've been really pleased with how our players have been able to take instructions and going through the the whole testing part of our. It's just it's uh, different than what we've ever had to do, but uh, our players have handled it well, and and, and I, I I'm really excited about the leadership from Carolyn and sports medicine department, what they've given us, just like I am with the administration and Tom Homo. And Kalani, uh, what does the, the schedule look like for when COVID tests are, are actually administered? Do you guys test players right after a game? How, how, how does that work with the, the three tests when they're administered to the players? I think it's very depending on, on when we can get the, um, the test done. So we had, I think for us, it's just as soon as we can get it done, right? When we get back from travel or, or uh, as soon as we're, we, we allowed to get the guys back in here and, and test them out. So mo- most of the time, um, it's during the day where we can get the, the guys in here and, and give them kind of like a, a two, two hour, two and a half hour window to come in here and get their, their tests done. But I think it all plans on, I, I don't make the schedule up. So it all depends on when our, when trying to time it before we get to our, our schedule, scheduled games and this being Friday, make, make things a little bit different.